0: This is the Bull Mountain Brothers Podcast.
1: Does it classify you as an adult to own an umbrella? What's the other one? You use Grubhub or something?
2: Grubhub? <laughs> <laughs>
0: but no, you're not getting it for your And
2: so Now he's the yawn guy? This is the BNB Network, and you're listening to the fourth episode, season three of the Bull Mountain Brothers Podcast. What's up, boys? You know, our, our big producer over there has got a real
1: hard task today. Why is that? Because typically you're sitting there switching between only really three groups. But now you're doing it as like three individual groups and the two guys that talk the most have their own cameras. So it's like, because like normally, you know, like if Riley's talking cool. and Matt starts talking, you can just relax a little bit. But now things are changed.
0: Oh, there's a 100% possibility <laughs> that I missed a switch. Oh yeah. <laughs> It just stays on Sean the whole time. <laughs> and, and then <laughs> also like
1: right because Matt obviously is not here. Ramsey's going to pick up the of slack of how much Matt talks. It's actually what we discussed before the podcast. So about a three percent increase. I
0: was literally just going to say like three like, percent increase.
1: I would say three percent total. Don't don't get ahead of yourself here. <laughs> so we're at about uh, ninety five five now. I feel like these lights might be a little bright. Anybody else feeling that? No, I think it looks good. I think my it looks, hand. It's like a. Difference. It's
2: even you're you're not unfocused on your your back shelf back there either. I know. It looks good. Wait, go back to me. You can actually read
1: it now. I feel like the last one, I was like looking at the TV and I had to squint
2: producers on his game today. So you know where I want to start today, guys? For the first time in 2024, we did something. Well, not we. A couple of us did some outdoor activities for the first time this year. Tell the, tell me the story. This will be From what real, I know, it's going to be short. short.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Take it away, Sean.
1: Uh, so we, Rams and I... Decided to in the because it's summertime now in Montana, uh, to go elk hunting. Forty degrees for a shoulder hunt. That eh, was more like 35. Felt like it was a good idea. Um You know, went out to Narnia, property that we've done this several times. Had what Mar- would you say? Marginal. Marginal luck. But I mean this year was just so I mean we haven't even got into any of this, but our the year was so packed full of like different experiences on that property alone. I mean it was one of the probably one of the better years that you and I have been together hunting on it. Um real slow start to the morning. Saw some turkeys relatively early. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what we did? I don't know if Ramsey's gotten into it. So, this is how we did this.
2: I actually really don't know anything other than spoiler alert, you guys didn't see anything.
1: So, we came in obviously by the house, and instead of going through the brown gate, we cut the other way, essentially. No, we still had to go through. No, okay, yeah, but it, okay, okay, yeah. We still went through the brown gate, but instead of going our typical direction to drop down, we went the other way. Mm hmm. And cut down that way, thinking, you know, well, maybe something down by the cottonwood area or something like that would be. <sighs> Didn't work out. <laughs> Came across, though, and the one spot that you say we never, you've never seen turkeys before, right at the cottonwoods. Still, you keep some you, you guys keep running into them, right? Huge fuck. Um, went up on top. And then we started seeing the elk tracks. I mean, at first, it was slow. It was about maybe like two, maybe one or two together, and then the deer tracks were just bonkers. Oh I mean, my God. It, it was everywhere. And the thing was, like, what we kept saying, it has snowed Thursday, right? It was the last day it snowed? Yeah. So I mean, it had to have been within thirty six hours that we were kind of thinking that, you know, these animals were were moving around, and um, I don't know. I mean, we started. We seen tons and tons of tracks everywhere kind of getting our hopes up and everything and saw four mule deer does all day including the turkeys and that is the story of the shoulder hunt for 2024
2: do you have anything to add to that Ramsey was there any nothing nothing else special
0: can't even wait for me to sit down
2: oh sorry I'm just fixing cameras
0: He's a very active producer this season.
1: I know. Now that he's off the table, he's up and up and, up, and out and about.
0: No, no, I don't have anything to add to that other than it's just uh, one of those times where you're a day late and a dollar short.
1: I mean, the tracks we saw, I mean, towards obviously, because we were only out there till what, about like 10? And then we wouldn't talk to the landowner for about 45 minutes or so. But I mean, tail end, of, I'd say eight o'clock. Right around nine is when we started seeing... I mean, there was... We saw tracks that there had to have been a decent-sized herd moving through there. And in a spot that you alone would probably think is super bizarre to see that many elk tracks on. Okay. Up where he shot his first big deer.
0: Second big deer.
1: No, 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 no. We saw... The first set that we saw the big herd was over by where you shot your first one.
0: But on the other side of the creek bottom.
2: Oh, really? Over there? Yeah. Well, actually, that makes... that. They've got to be like a winter route through there because that's actually where Ramsey found. There there
0: is a podcast dog in the studio. Yeah, we have
2: Hazel in here today. Um, That was me, though. We're 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 babysitting. Yeah, that was totally me. (laughs) She's doing, I heard her whine a couple times, but she's really active right now. (laughs) I think she's hungry, but she hasn't eaten dinner yet. But um, that one year, Ramsey found an elk shed kind of in that runway, essentially. You know what I mean?
0: Cable is what I refer to it as yeah
2: why is that, that that's well that's the the road that takes you right up the middle you
0: know right talking about?
2: but like I, I'm just saying it doesn't surprise me that this time of the year the elk are going through there because like that I mean if you found a shed there they're clearly I actually using, think
0: dad found it there
2: or maybe we're talking about different places oh that's where you yeah I'm confused because Ramsey shot his deer way further way way far away from that not really on the other side,
1: I mean, yeah, you're at essentially close to that eastern
2: fence line. You guys are gonna have to draw this up later. It's too hard to talk about. Okay,
1: I mean, honestly, to boil it down, as soon as we went up, as he refers to as cable, that's when we started seeing the elk. Oh, okay. Elk tracks. I should. Yeah. Don't want to. I get wonder any if any you think that started.
2: like they they just chill together because they get pushed all over.
0: When I when we were talking to the landowner. He stated that cold weather and high winds will push them man. down into the bottom.
2: As he said that he had seen some at all, or
0: <laughs> actually, he did. Yeah, yeah. He called. He called us. He's like, "You guys missed him." He's like, "They're three miles west of my property." He <laughs> says, "Like, heard of a, about thirty of them in there," and I was like, like "Oh, that's the that's only neat. herd in
1: this entire hundred-mile <laughs> radius." <laughs> But
0: you know what was the weird thing is... It's you're, like I knew you were going to talk. I switched to you.
1: That property that we can't hunt anymore, no elk tracks on that side. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, no, no, no. Essentially from where you know Hogwarts cuts up it, and then it obviously goes back to Narnia. That area over there, none. Not even deer tracks, I don't really think. I mean, coyote tracks yeah, up the
0: ass, nice, but... Well, they could be going through the timber, all too. All predator coolie, as I like to call it.
2: Well, I'm glad that you guys at least got to go out, even though you forgot to do my video for me. Ramsey, dropped the ball on that one. You know what he said to me when we were literally, like,
1: pulling by the house? He was like, ah, forgot to ride on trick.
2: You just didn't want to hop. You were running late, weren't you?
0: Not that house. No. Like, Not our house. Oh, the house. landowner house. Landowner house. Oh. Yeah.
2: Well, I feel like you were running late, too, because I saw you that morning. The- and it seemed like you were rushing. No.
1: I, I did actually finally get the full experience of where he shot his last big
2: deer. Because oh, I'd never I'd, never, I'd never, i have been there. This was the first year I got to
0: see it too.
1: But never actually
0: ventured. I don't even ventured. think have been back in there though. No, I would not walk. I was
1: too lazy. I mean, it is a funnel from hell. It is
0: crazy. <laughs> there was a lot of deer tracks, or deer and elk how's the uh the
2: deer, the, nah, we'll talk about that later. Oh, i was just wondering how the the blind on the neighbor's place is coming along.
1: Oh, they're working on it. We can hear machine. Is it confirmed right?
2: that's what it is?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Either's they're doing it. It's like a, or are they
2: building a house? No. No. Two blinds. It's like a ta- the the ones
1: like a tower blind,
0: which is it's like one of those ones you'd see in Texas.
2: Yeah, not or a Montana like,
1: or like Hunter Call the Wild style, which is also yeah. weird
2: to see some like on someone else's place that's like not very timbery. So it doesn't make a ton of no, they, sense. Now that's a the majority of that property is timber. Yeah. But like, do you think it's hidden? I don't think like it's hidden. If you can see it from where you guys, well, do you know where
1: he has.
0: Yeah, it. but if if they we're have also, it there we're year also, round and it never moves and they don't ever, so you're get saying moved that from on it. a
2: certain like uh, a certain plot of land that you hunt, you could put a ground blind or a tower blind in.
0: They would just get used to it, and they would just get used to it.
2: Well, right. yeah, because you're only there. You're not archery hunting off of
1: it, so I mean.
0: I mean, you might be. Maybe. What if but they start getting killed out of it? They don't think they're going to be like,
1: this means death? No. I wouldn't think so.
0: Well, here's I the thing. Well, about, you about know, tree stands.
2: Yeah, I guess I know you people know that never met right? tree stands. Yeah, I've seen it. Like, you know what's the, the environment around it, right? Well, I mean, it's it's healthy for sure. It's going to be
1: probably pretty good for them, I yeah. think.
2: That's why you guys should go in their archery season and just, like, bugle. Oh
0: my God! These buttons are so sensitive. Just bugle. Yeah, try, try to try to get. food food's good here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm like, nah. <laughs> this is way cooler over here. No, I'm that saying was, you should.
1: That was my question. I had you before.
2: should bugle. so? They think that there's elk everywhere, and just mess with them. Oh, oh
1: yeah. That was yeah. my biggest question that I was even asking the landowner. This last <laughs> trip on Saturday was which they don't really know the owners of Hogwarts very much. I mean, I think they finally just met him. But I wanted to know, I was like, do you, like?" because obviously, you know, he's been out there for a long time. I wanted to know if, like, how much water they have on that place. I don't like, I mean, Onyx, you can look at it and sure it'll like show you the pin of like, like maybe like what a solar well looks
2: like, but you don't know if it's like active. I bet you the water that is being used for that is the same water that you guys used to sit on. Yeah, I think they still have the. Is it okay? Where it it like from old property,
1: Narnia, and Hogwarts? You know, it runs down the between I think it the runs old property it. and Hogwarts. Does it? Where it stops? Keep talking. I'll
2: go look
1: it up. I'm pretty sure it goes underground, because it Good. like if you think about because Narnia. Well, you know, I
2: will say this is a route that I took for the infamous uh, you and me hunt. I did walk down that creek a little ways. Oh, yeah, yeah, but you you didn't. And it seemed like it kept going a bit. But you know that. uh, Because I walked to the property line and there was still a creek there. Do you know that there's that, you know where the timber starts?
1: You know when you go up to that gate off Narnia there that splits you there? (laughs) Do you know that that fence line that wraps and it goes like this and then it cuts back at the timber? That's all Narnia still Mm. that goes there. Like all the way to that fence line. Right, right. So it's almost to like that rock face. Right.
0: So but
1: there's no creek there.
0: So in looking at the map, the creek starts dead center in the middle of the property. Yeah, that's what I figured. And runs all the way through the property. I wonder how it so starts have in the middle. of a bit of you think so it's it's a think bit of a It's got a be a spring. The whole... No, it's a, that it's whole a big creek. Canyon,
1: if you look, if you zoom in all the way on it, it's an, it's an actual like labeled crib. but it's
0: like a channel, and it's super green right. down on the bottom. So but you the know thing is, water, which which is
2: there's multiple of those all over because you and I ran into. Remember when we were uh, um, doing that like scouting video, and you and I found that random cut oh that was full of water too. It was nasty, yeah. full of bugs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm sure there's those.
1: Where was that? All over oh, there. now I don't remember. It that was, was way
2: more south. That was where that. Uh,
1: was that either was that a dead like moo cow or was that a dead It was a dead elk dead elk that was laying laying yeah. down there that well there was a it looked like there might have been a couple it was like a little graveyard area it's crazy
2: <coughs> it could have been like Ramsey's always talked about this place in the mountains that he hunts um where the animals go to die called the, what they called the bone I thought they yeah. called like the death kitchen or something mm-hmm. which you're you're aware of as well
0: yeah you've I, never sh- found I've it told him where it was
2: you've never found it though
0: i haven't really also, looked that hard for it. In the mount- I, I in wonder the if you could find like horns and stuff if you would in the mountains. It. Yeah,
2: you and I walked in it. Mm-mm.
1: Which yeah. one are you talking about? There's one up where we
2: go. Um, on the plat, off the backside of a plateau. So, oh, yeah. The, I where
0: know. you? Do you remember where me and you went when it was just us two where we saw all the deer? There's that road that turns to the right. God damn it, Hazel! Hold on. The producer
2: is having dog problems. Oh, she's running away with a cord. What is that cord for? His phone. Oh. <laughs> oh
0: no! His phone got. I'm on glad. Is that, is, the, is that here. the is that the the
1: whiskey trail you're talking about?
0: Um, where uh your dad's friends.
1: Yeah. So
0: if right in that area, that big flat. Yeah. The hill up on top of that? Okay, yeah, we never went back. There. It's way back up in there. We never went there.
2: Yeah, I don't think Ramsey... I mean, that's a long, long, long we? Did we, we kind of make
1: the assumption, if I remember correctly, on that scout because of the marks on the um, one of the skulls of that uh, elk carcass that it might have been a lion kill?
2: Um, I don't remember. That's a long time ago now.
1: I, I thought we did. at the Because you guys assumed that that deer that you saw, that coyote, or that deer head that you guys randomly had
2: show up in front of you guys driving. Oh, yeah. That
1: had to have been a cat
2: kill. I, what, what did we confirm on that, Ramsey? That we've told that story before where we were hunting, and then we, we drove into mm-hmm. that certain part of the property, and when we came back to go out the gate, there was just a deer head laying on the road, like a fresh-killed deer. You asked me where that was? No, I'm asking no. you, what did we, can, did we decide that decide was coyotes? Or? <clears throat>
0: it had to have been a cat. Cat kill mountain lion carried it. Wild, though, right? I mean, yeah. I look back, I
2: forget about that. You think, that was a, wild. You think
0: a coyote could carry yeah. like a full
2: like deer, like a buck head?
0: Oh yeah.
1: oh, yeah. You think so? Oh, yeah. You, so what you meant to say then
2: was it was a cat kill, but a coyote carry. Yeah. Okay. Does that, that not what No, you, you said cat kill, kill mountain mount lion
0: that. carry. Oh. oh yeah. little.
2: So I want to ask you guys if this is even a subject you want to get into because it's a little bit controversial. Did I say that wrong?
0: You said it weird. Controversial?
2: Do I
1: need to move move my mouth like I'm on an old Chinese video? Chinese
2: Um, video, movie. You know what I'm talking about. On the subject, we're on the subject of you guys want a shoulder hunt. It is January 25th or something like that. Second. 22nd. Can't you Um, wait to look at your phone after I say it? I just, I don't believe people. (laughs) Like, here's a funny story from today. I call, so I have this hunch. I've told you about this job that I did earlier. There's nowhere in a manual or anything that says anything about the certain type of snowmobile, whether you can replace a part on it or you have to replace the whole, basically chassis of it, right? Sure. And so I call, I call the people I know at a dealership, and I and, and a parts guy answered, and then because the guy that I want to talk to wasn't there. Um. And so I talked to him, and I was like, hey. Uh I'll just I'll just say it in the terms it is because it makes more sense to me to say it like I know it's gonna confuse people because they don't know what this means, but I was basically like, hey, to replace the heat exchanger on the snowmobile, I can't find it on the parts deal. Um, does that mean you have to replace the tunnel to replace that too? Which is like crazy. It's like replacing the chat like a frame on a ATV. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he just paused for a while. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I think that's, uh, yeah, yeah, That's uh, you have to replace the tunnel. And so I was like, okay. So then I instantly just texted one of my technician buddies, a player's And I was like, hey. And I asked him the same question. So in a roundabout way to answer your question, I just don't trust anyone. So, mm. yeah, I had to look at my phone. Okay. What so, a tangent.
0: Yeah,
1: seriously.
2: Anyways, my question to you is if you guys want to talk about this or if you think it's too political, I was actually on our favorite Keeping up with Montana page. I can't even think of what it's called right now. Um, sorry, my TikTok opened and I. All right, it's called oh, the hunting page, right? Hunting. And there was someone on there that asked a question. Was it the hunting page?
1: It, Actually... It's so hard to find things. On okay, that. yes.
2: Uh, this person says, I've got a scheduled day at some and some property, uh, for this month for, for elk. Um, so it must be one of those deals where you sign up, like, remember how you used to do that with the place you hunted mm-hmm. where you had to like a month before sign in to get on a list, to get into a property. Well, they're doing that for shoulder hunts because there is a lot of these properties that the, cause the elk are herded up right now. So mm-hmm. they're sitting on these properties. And uh, they're basically just saying, um, has anyone been there just looking to see, like, what part of the property we should go look to see where the elk are at? And a lot of these comments are very controversial on the shoulder hunt itself. And, like, let me read a comment for you. Then don't fill your tag. Plenty of food banks around for you to not starve. Which leads to the question, and I, I would assume um, maybe there's a, another conversation on here. Um, okay, here's another really good one here. Well, one thing I do know is that every cow that is shot there is a perfectly formed calf. These hunts this late in the year are not anything but reduction of an elk herd. They should never be allowed between that and the wolves' The government is killing off our wildlife. I'm not against hunting. I've been hunting for 50 years. Late season, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Another guy counters with, that cow was bred in September or early October. Therefore, any cow you've shot in general rifle season was most likely pregnant with a calf. So what is your guys' take on this controversial shoulder season that was... real? I I mean, I think it's been around, but I feel like it was... kind of publicized in the last three years like it was really brought really pushed don't you think in the last three years? Shoulder? Yeah.
1: I think shoulder as far as like a whole like is gotten a lot more PR than it has for sure and I don't know if that's an influx of hunters which could also bring you to the point I don't know if that's necessarily an influx of hunters in the state of Montana whether it's an influx of hunters from regular rifle season that were basically unlucky because the numbers are down so much and you know they couldn't you know maybe the unit that they've hunted forever is overpopulated with with hunters and things like that so i mean there's a thousand different things i think you could kind of play in here and i think a lot of it too with the pr of it recently is because of how bad the years past have been for hunting and people are like well i live off of Game meat, you know, or something, or or they just enjoy it so much that they go. I need, I need that fulfillment of having a full freezer at the end of hunting season. And with how bad things have been, I mean, we've all seen it. That
2: maybe you know, people started shoulder hunting more because of those reasons. Well, what do you have an opinion yourself, Ramsey? As someone that's participated in it, like, what is your take on the the concept of a shoulder hunt itself?
0: As far as the area that me and Sean hunt the most, during general rifle season, I see, I don't know, anywhere from 70 to 80% bulls mm-hmm. between September and let's say early to mid November. Now, I've gone out there, before we ever shoulder hunted out there, we used to cow hunt and just, we'd go drive around just for the hell of it. It seems that about that mid-November to late November till whenever shoulder season ends, it completely flip-flops. You see probably 70 to 90% cows and way less bulls. And according to the numbers on FWP, they're overpopulated in that area. So if that's the time they're going to be in that area, then I, I'm all for the shoulder season. I mean... God, that got loud. <laughs>
2: Sean went out one door and then in another. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm in a conflicted place because what I would, as as a morally... The way that I look at ethics is different from the way everyone looks, right? And I think that goes for hunting as a whole. I do have... and Because Dad used to talk about the old uh, gardener late hunts, right? In late February. And and how people would just be, like, gutting elk up everywhere and there would just be full-formed calves laying all over the ground. And that I've always, in my mind, had, like, kind of a a weird look at it even like even before I got real spiritual with hunting and so like nowadays yeah I do I would still probably not feel super comfortable in that situation but I'm right along with Sean in where we had an unsuccessful well I, unsuccessful as far as meat in the freezer season and just like Sean Ramsey and I depend on having elk in the freezer uh, we pretty much ate up I would say what, two elk last year? And now not having any. It's almost like a desperation mode of we need to go hunting as if there's a season provided, we need to go to be able to fill the freezer. Now I think it should be restructured. I don't feel like elk hunting should start August fifteenth and run until February fifteenth. That seems like a crazy it's amount a season that seems like a crazy amount of pressure on one species.
1: I would agree with that. I mean, the thing about the shoulder season though, that like from what people probably don't care about to like actually pay attention to is the fact that like FWP wouldn't make it the season go from, you know, two months after rifle ends. They wouldn't do that. Well, I guess it's three months technically, right? Yeah. They wouldn't do that if the numbers were sustainable, right? I mean, they do take a lot of time to do the um, surveys of, of... And not I'm not saying the like the phone call surveys, like the actual like biology surveys they do for mm, like... Yeah, like in the field. Yeah. Um, I mean, the other thing, I, I get the whole issue that people have with like shooting the, you know, the, the pregnant cows and things like that. I mean, what that comment said is accurate. You Yeah, you're I mean, shooting two elk for every Yeah, you could for sure in regular rifle season shoot a you know, a pregnant cow now it's not as far along as it would be, you know, in January.
2: But Am I the only one sorry to interrupt, but am I the only one that is curious on the biology and the reasoning behind like why there's not a late season bull permit? because everywhere I hunt just like Ramsey said I'm seeing three bulls for every cow and I, I got I just want to know like what I understand that they're the breeders but don't we also want to keep the the baby maker the baby produce the actual vessel for the baby and you know right I, I you
1: just, know that' be actually, look, look up guy. Cause you look up when the first shoulder hunt actually like started in Montana. Cause I'd be curious because like you kind of can look at it in the same aspect as the, you know, the big tag that uh, your dad drew this year. Yeah. Um, that tag pr- or was when, at least when he was, I don't know if you, were you guys alive when that tag was a general season? Um, or at least not, I guess, wouldn't say alive. But I don't think it ever hunting? has been, has it? I, I thought, thought I've heard that it was used to. I it used that to be a general,
2: there tag. wasn't elk there, so there always has been a draw. And then now there's a, a fl- influx of elk. I have a buddy that ha- owns a property that's between that one
1: and the the other big one, and he, it's possible. He, he, I don't know. because th- like what did they say? Like two thousand was about the time that elk started rolling into those. Real- well, I know
2: that Dad drew that tag, and what do you want to say? Rams like twenty ten.
0: No, when
2: when Roger was hunting with us, that was a long time ago.
0: Mm. Twenty ten,
2: I was a sophomore in high school. Roger hasn't hunted with us since. I mean, probably my third or fourth year of hunting. So I think I'm right about two thousand nine, two thousand ten, maybe two thousand eight. And Dad drew the tag then.
0: Twenty fifteen is when they first introduced shoulder seasons. Really, really.
2: I I didn't guess we never paid attention to it. Maybe.
0: But it was only in a few. Specific Areas. regions, yeah. so
1: like, and it's
2: always been mostly private land, right? Or exclusively? Think, yeah, which
0: is crazy to me
1: because by if,
0: 2019, the seasons were extended to 42 hunting districts.
1: So, the fact that there's you said 42 hunting districts, hmm? you said 42 hunting districts. How many are there in the state of Montana?
2: Um, I'm sorry, I don't know. I, I don't actually that, know that I don't know that, answer. okay, but
1: in that case that's saying that forty two which forty two's gotta be a large percentage of the regions I would assume right that I mean that's showing that there's a large cow population in a higher percentage of all regions in Montana,
2: mm-hmm. well, and I think we've all definitely been in a situation where um you <laughs> just caught a producer just on a on a bad switch. Sean loves to do that. He loves to call Ramsey. I do. But um, we've been places like you go through uh, western Montana a certain time of year. You're going through those big, wide-open meadows at the base of the mountains. You're going to see thousands of elk, a ton of cows. Mm-hmm. But where we're at, which I think we encompass, I think we hunt a large, vast area of land that stretches probably hundreds of miles, in my opinion, from like the, the most southern place that we hunt all the way up to the most northern place that we hunt. Mm-hmm. And in most of those places, I'm seeing stuff with horns again more than I'm seeing stuff. So like, I would say that that, as far as the the west
1: most re- western part that we hunt, I think that's the opposite. There, I think we see which is very true. But I mean, here's the thing too: is like I asked Ramsey when we were out um, Saturday. I said, I wonder why, besides like, obviously like waste management stuff, why they don't do a late season for like does in some region, because there is, you know, there is for sure an issue with does in a lot as of- As far as mule deer? Yeah.
2: I don't think you're ever going to, and I would say that you were, we we're potentially going to be in a place, a scary place mule deer wise, because that stuff's getting bad, where in the next 12 to 36 months, there's going to be potentially- B tags taken off the table and this draw thing that they're talking about is gonna happen I don't necessarily know if I mean for how extreme the draw <laughs>
1: uh, for how extreme the draw deal is I don't know if it'll go that far because of the comment did you did you read any of the comments on the backlash from public opinion on that I mean it was it was horrible. I'm sure there's a lot of
2: I just it, the more and more I'm seeing more people on par with shutting down some mule deer hunting.
1: I don't like. I said though, I don't think they'll ever go as far as like what they pitched last year, which they'll, was, they'll
2: probably go. Which to remind the audience was essentially
1: every other.
2: Um, you put in for a tag. Or it, it's a was it it's a five years. It's a certain no. It was three. Three years. It was a certain percentage. Um, chance to even draw it in the first place if you do draw it then you're not able to draw that tag again for three years so and that's does all that mean, regions so does that mean you wouldn't be able to put in for it for three years or you're able to occur no, bonus that, that's points what, over three years?
1: that's what it said you would not be able to put in for it and that's i, I guess i don't know because i don't know if they dug that deep into it for like specifications if you could like it'd be i mean i guess this would be a question for somebody who's drawn a goat tag in montana after they filled that goat tag, can you still buy bonus points for those seven mm-hmm. years?
2: You can. So then you can still buy it, even though you can't draw it for seven years.
1: So then, in that case, yeah, you could still buy bonus points.
2: So, how does that work though? Like, what is the point of buying the bonus points? So that means that you get out of your three years and you can just draw the tag right I mean, away. It's the same thing you could say for why do you buy moose bonus points every year? You know, I mean, you've got yeah, a high percentage of yes, not drawn, But people yeah. are going to have a stuffed, I mean, a mule there has been something that's been, a, and not to go off. Completely off the tangent of the shoulder hunt, but that's been something that's been a staple for everyone's life ability to survive in Montana for years. I would say years.
0: mule deer. I bet they don't get rid of do tags. Which is, again, I, I
2: have a hard time understanding why we're okay with slaughtering the female species of animals. While there and and mule deer is a much different story. there is a shortage of bucks there is it's just plain and simple it's it's tough to find mature mule deer anymore um but as far as elk go i just I don't get why we're i don't it just doesn't make any sense i don't I, and i don't i don't I'm here to play devil's advocate and say I don't know if I'm educated enough, but just from what I see from i mean we spend a lot of days in the woods. Why don't we do like I'm talking? I'm talking something small. You know, it'd be a really twenty good tags, twenty tags for a three or four week season, and I guess like there's probably something that goes into it. Well, they're getting out of the well, they're already out of the rut come rifle season, so that's not a good excuse either. Right. What do you think the
1: larger population is in Montana? Elk or mule deer?
2: That'd be a good Google.
1: Mule I don't deer. know. You really think so? I think it's elk. But with all the regulations and everything, I think it's white tail mule deer. <laughs> It's got to be elk in that with everything that they're doing with mule deer.
2: It's got to be. I mean, for having a hunting season from August 15th to February, but they still claim like the elk is on the decline, don't they?
0: All right, which I don't understand. 140,000 plus
2: elk. Okay, I haven't looked at deer yet.
0: (laughs) Switches to antelope, too.
2: (laughs) Two antelope, too, which I would assume antelope is the lowest or Mm. whitetail might take that. This is interesting. This is this is suspenseful.
0: I okay, before he tells us, uh, I would bet white covering around 250,000. Mule deer.
1: And you said 140 on elk.
0: Yeah. That's crazy, man.
1: So then the fact is that you can hunt the one with what you said 240
0: 140 and 250.
1: <laughs> so 110,000 more animals. More animals, but you can hunt
2: the ones with 110,000 less. Do you think that's because mule deer are easily more accessible?
0: Antelope is even higher than elk at one hundred and
2: fifty-five thousand. Mm. What about whitetail? <laughs> My what, thing. What is about though, turkeys?
1: <laughs> from like where I came from, kind of like west central Montana. I guess i you'd say central Montana. Like elk hunting was realistically unheard. Two
2: hundred and thirteen
0: thousand white. Tails. Really, There's more whiteys
2: than milder no. in Montana. No,
0: they had two hundred and thirty-seven thousand less. Yeah. oh more than elk though there's about 507 see this one's different this one is actually from let me go to fwp i just yeah.
2: saw that I'm Joel and b dropped 70 points tonight mm. On this verse. that's pretty great um
1: but as i was saying though the like central montana where i came from like a lot of guys that i knew that were in the hunting realm all I they did was hunt song. deer
2: yeah I Just got that as well. What's that? Oh, the notification. Well, Ramsey and I have always said that too on the podcast. Like we grew up as deer hunters, and elk hunting was hard to. It was hard to get access unless you could beg dad
0: to go. Just take... in case you guys wanted to know, turkeys are one hundred and twenty thousand.
2: I would have guessed it would have been an astronomically much higher number than that. What animal do you think there's the most of in Montana? Then that leads to that question. Cows. No, we're not going to do cows. I'm talking wild animals. Oh, cry a No, it's, it's got to be. What else? It's got to be a bird. Coyotes? coyotes has to
1: be a bird. Coyotes? No, it's got to be a bird. Yeah, but they. What, why? Oh, you
2: know what it is? It's freaking gophers.
1: I'm Fair talking enough. like it's wild. Dogs I'm gophers. talking
2: actual wild game, huntable wild game, not varmints. It's not dogs. It's not geese. How many coyotes are there? It's not
1: coyotes. There's no way it's coyotes.
2: Dude, you'd be surprised, man. Trappers trap a lot of fucking coyotes, and they're still you see. It's got to be mule deer, man.
0: I'm I'm still looking it up. It's It's right. Well,
2: we'll just grab our own phones and look it up, since the lookup guy. Like oh, he's he's, (laughs) oh wow, Sean's wow. I like this. I like this. (laughs) Ramsey, I I wish you could put Ramsey in the other corner.
1: You really think it's coyotes, though?
2: I don't know. I don't think it. I but, think you're probably like, I would assume gophers and prairie, do- like, prairie dogs is probably higher than anything.
1: Yeah. But I mean, as far as like game animals, or, like, or the cotton, like, cotton, cotton, cottontails, cottontail rabbit. Yeah. But I mean, as far as like true game animals, it's probably the mule deer. I mean, honestly.
2: <laughs> not moose, not sheep, not.
1: You'd, and it's not like you know, <coughs> as the resident. Um, I'm, I'm just surprised. Guy turkey And our... I
2: see a lot of damn turkeys. Yeah. That's. that's... As
1: the resident bird guy in our in our well, you two are resident bird guys in our group. It's not, but
2: birds migrate. It's not right, but I mean, like, it's not pheasant. It's not grouse. No, what about coyotes?
0: I'm still looking it up. It's there's not like a definitive answer.
2: <laughs> it it's got to be mule dude. which is crazy. But I guess coyote's not really a wild game no. animal. Anyways, it's an invasive, not an invasive species, but it's a non-game species.
1: Does that honestly shock you? Like, like, legitimately shock you about the fact that. The largest species held in Montana has the shortest hunting season
2: for them. Yeah, and that's what I'm well, saying. No, I, like guess, a,
1: I guess I would say they're not the shortest because antelope techn- antelope's technically. So that
2: raises a question, just like I said. And, and, and again, this isn't us being like, we know it all. Um, Our, our answer is the answer to everything. But mm-hmm. I'm looking at it from a reasonable standpoint. Why do we have a six-month season for an animal that's the lowest population big game species other than like again moose, mountain goat, sheep. Yeah, that would yeah because
1: he said antelope. of the big three, antelope, Ramsey were big more four. than than elk, right? Yeah,
2: they were more than elk. Mm-hmm. Everything was more so than
1: elk. elk's the elk's the lowest like as far as so like, we have a six month season on an elk. average
0: big game more than antelope but less than whitetail.
1: And we have
2: no, I th- essentially, said, no, I thought you said whitetail
0: were two thirteen or two or- hundred. I said elk are more than antelope, less than whitetail. So it goes mule deer, whitetail, elk, antelope. I thought you said oh, antelope for 150. I, I
1: thought antelope was more than
0: elk. Yeah, I think they were 1 120, wasn't it? No. no, you said 150. No, that was elk. No, that was, you 140. said 140.
2: You said 140 for elk, 150 nah, for antelope.
0: You guys are lying. I'm <laughs> the, serious. The, the
1: lookup guy over here. Oh needs my god, redo kit. it. You should just like, keep. You know you what's really funny is he's got a like a com- nice computer there that he could be doing. All I
0: can't time. do it on the computer because. Do you need a second for
1: computer? Do you need a second? But you you can minimize that.
2: We need to get Ramsey a second.
0: I want a Microsoft Dash, uh, Surface. I don't know what that is. Why? Because you're, but if you're, you're not, not in the NFL. If you got a desktop, Yeah, but I could do my Adobe on there, too.
2: Why? Couldn't you just do your... You could just do a second desktop or a monitor and then do dual do monitor. Do you want a
0: monitor? No. I'll bring that. I got a phone. It's okay. fine. Anyway.
2: The phone's not very quick.
1: Not going to lie. No, the
0: picture in picture is working great. He's probably
1: because right? he's Snapchatting <laughs> in between looking at I'm up really this. not. <laughs> but, uh...
0: What were we arguing about?
1: Elk and antelopes. No, we were we were trying to figure out what the mo- the the largest population of animals.
0: That's not a question you can answer on Google.
2: <laughs> no, the 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 thing at hand here was you were saying that antelope was the lowest when we think that you said that it was elk was the lowest. So you looked that up. We're going to go back to our conversation of we're talking about the detrimental decline of mule deer. How there's still two hundred
0: fifty thousand, yeah, one hundred fifty five. So elk's the
2: lowest. You've got a species, and they have running. the longest hunting season for them. Yes, and and we got a species of. I mean, you're hunting mule deer, archery, and and which a lot of people are really not archery hunting mule. Deer. No,
1: it's a, it's on more, a much smaller. They're scale. not people out. Are.
2: They're not out
1: there. Like I would say, the majority aren't out there actively. You're so proud of that. They're not. I don't. I would say the majority's not out there actively hunting mule deer. I think they're out there elk hunting, and then they get the opportunity. But there oh, yeah, are probably
2: plenty of people that are, are like, no, I want. I've been in that situation. I, I, I want to take that. a lot of time this year to go out and shoot a. Matt and mule deer. I used to hunt elk at a spot where you would hunt a natural crossing, and a lot of times mule deer would come right through. And if I was in a position where I would hunt mule deer myself, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure there was several it's times too I would good have. To hunt mule deer. It's not too good. It's just that again, I will openly say I don't like the taste of mule deer. Therefore, I don't shoot them. That's just what it is. That's what we've talked about. It's just but cause... that would be a really good question to ask. Like a uh, I wish somebody, I want to yeah. get a biologist in here someday and ask all these questions because it's like I'm not trying to shit on what you guys are doing, but
0: I just I, want answers.
2: It's just like I'm a guy that wants to ask questions.
0: Yeah.
1: Cause the fact of the matter is that you're allowing the the longest hunting season by what, double at least or no, it no, had to be 000. triple. No, I'm saying
2: triple oh, the length, length of season. The length of season. Well, th- th- think about it this way: you're hunting. You're able to hunt mule deer September to the end of November, so three months. You're able to hunt elk uh, three twice. It's double. It is double. It's double. I don't know. And and again, I
0: 2022, think 2022 they counted 141,000, give or take.
2: I think that we we benefit from if there's a
0: season open. We're going to do it because that's just. In 2023, there was 175,000 elk.
2: Yeah, so we dropped 30,000. No, no, no. We went no. up 30, gained 000? 34, 000.
0: which
1: I I believe. So wait, what? wait, say those numbers again. I must have misheard you. Uh, in
0: 2022, it was 141. In 20 oh, I thought you said I thought you said
1: 2024. It was one.
2: Okay, they wouldn't have those stats no, out yet. No. I mean, yeah. I I guess I could see the popular. Are they? I just I want to ask too. Is like, are you guys worried about? So, so then that's a. It, uh, there's
0: an article right here. It's uh, Montana Public Radio is the website. And it's the
1: first switch to him, by the way.
2: No, he's <laughs> like a
0: couple. Nah. I don't talk. Also, did that. you
2: guys plan your
0: brown sweatshirts? No. These are new hoodies. I would have wore one, but I don't. Brought have to you by one, uh, so. Rock Creek Building. Anyway. Uh, Ellis Julin is the name of this person that's speaking. He says, according to data from Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, they estimate the state state's elk population is around 175,000 animals, but they would like to see a population closer to about 92,000.
2: I want. Why? Um, Are
0: they getting that
2: much feedback from farmers and stuff? Yeah, but I don't
1: think, I mean, not, I do hear I'm a lot of. It a, I'm, I know, but I'm not a obviously a farmer, or rancher. But from what I've heard from talking with a lot of landowners, that deer mess shit up more. I mean, as far as like financial things, more than elk do. I mean, elk mess fences up,
2: right? But yeah, and this elk this has to do.
0: Up. This is the conversation about. Uh, private land allowing three hunters onto their property. That's where this conversation is. There's a whole...
2: Oh, there's grand. a thing where they're trying to say where landowners lawfully have to let people on. Is that what you're saying?
0: No, they're trying to... Let me see here. Um, the bill is moving forward to provide public access opportunities. Um, they want to make it easier for hunters to get to hunt elk on private land where the elk are increasingly being found. Yeah, well, we, all, we all knew that. And yeah. Package was, of bills brought forward by a group called the Citizens Elk Management Coalition, which is a citizen working group that was formed after negotiations over the issue last session really broke down between these two interest groups and lawmakers, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I don't know what the whole bill is. But. Yeah.
1: I mean, honestly, if Ramsey and I had private private access on our mountain hunting spot,
2: we shoot bulls every single year. Yeah. Yeah, which is probably the consensus from a lot of public land hunters. But
0: But then again, some of the private land we do have, we you know, it's really hard to get a tag for those areas.
2: And sometimes the hunting's tough too. Not
1: necessarily. I mean the archery tag isn't
0: But it's hard to hunt archery out there. As we found.
2: Well, yeah. So I think in consensus, I mean like what I would say is I think that we should probably get away from the August to archery season deal. That doesn't make any yeah. sense to me. I haven't actually. The one thing I was going to say is I haven't heard of a lot of guys that are successful during shoulder.
1: No. Oh, this
0: is that uh, dirt before that season. It's the deal where if they let three people hunt on their property, they get an elk tag.
2: Oh yeah, that's been a big thing. The that's bulls been a big for talk. billionaires.
0: Oh. Yeah that's what it was really yeah Yeah. which is
1: that's very controversial yeah Yeah. wow
0: well that's what they do because well and and the thing they're fighting about right now is whether or not does the landowner get to pick the three people or does the fwp get to pick the three people because just humans in their nature if i was a landowner and i had elk tags i'd tell my three buddies that they get to come on there i mean why wouldn't you yeah, or, three or, or people that you know and you trust, or, is that, or three family members. My member. question for that,
1: right. my question for that would be, is that is that like in a draw region? Oh, I would oh it's so. all over. Yeah. So, like you're saying, like like obviously, it would the, be the rent, as, yeah the area be, that you outfit yep, is it would be just a, like that. Like for the the rifle tag is very difficult to get. Yeah, right? so that would be like the owner.
0: Going, telling us three right here. You guys get to come but out. Do here. we
1: have to draw the tag?
0: No, you, no, the government would give you the tag.
1: Really? Yeah. So that, it, like the drawing comes completely out of it. But yeah. for like everybody else that wants to hunt that region and like
2: use two leggings to like potentially get that, put in for the that rifle yeah, tag, yeah. they'll have seriously. These are just
0: added to. So this wow. is a, this is
2: a, this is a, something that's been a conflict, not conflict, but it's been controversial. Jeez. Over time, that's happened for years where that legitimately happens, and it's speculated that it happens real close to home. Um, that there, That's why, because you see people, I mean, there's, there's two options here. There's either people are poaching, right? That would mean you're getting an elk every year, which is tough. I mean, it's really tough. Especially if you know where people are hunting. Mm-hmm. But then you see people that are continuously shooting elk every year in one region, and a region that you know is hard to draw, and they happen to be landowners. So you know that there's probably a lot of deals going on all over. I'm sure there is. That's like I think it's I think borderline the, sketchy. That's
1: the most like how like how do I say this? Like uh Epstein style thing in hunting in the hunting world I've ever yeah. heard of. I'm serious.
2: Because you know what you know what you really develop with that kind of deal is it's not these 50, 100-year landowners that are benefiting from this because a lot of those guys probably don't hunt anyways, which some might. I know that the landowner where we guide, if he drew a tag, he'd be stoked. But I think what it really develops and benefits is turning these regions and these ranches into hunting clubs because if you're a billionaire or millionaire, they can go buy 20,000 acres how I mean, you could just have your three buddies get those three tags and you get a free tag every year on a no draw. Do you think this might be kind of like
1: their way of trying to like give back to landowner preference tags
2: that they've kind of like basically. But it doesn't benefit the people that got the, the preference tags, especially when you had like outfitter preference tags. This is this the way that the world is going, especially in Montana, is the death of outfitting. And I think it's easier for the government to say there's more money to come in if I just say, hey, this guy can come in from Florida, spend $20 million, and we'll just give you a tag if you let a couple people on."
1: I mean, but that the reason for that is because of the, the negative backlash that is represented over outfitting is because most people that
2: talk badly on outfitting have no idea what it actually is what the benefit well but there is a point too where a lot of and i see i see the pride thing whereas a montanan the you know most montanans really don't have good land access yeah they really really don't prideful and so there's a thing where it's frustrating to say you know down the road these guys are able to go pay ten thousand dollars and go shoot something you know where I don't get the chance to do anything. Where I'm a resident, and pay taxes in the state. What was that one that you were telling me about that was like a group of,
1: like seventy plus or something guys that like that? That was a thing that you had heard about in in Montana. Oh, it's like-
2: it's in it. I don't know the details specifically. It's been told to me third hand, so I don't really want to speak on it. If I say something wrong, right? Um, I obviously I'm not going to say where it's at because I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I think the just the, the gist of it, it is an actual hunting club with, with around 100 members that pay a fee in a different state, and essentially they... the, the That's a leasing fee, right? Yeah, well... It, or is it, are they buying the property? They have a membership through it. I think the way it works, and, and if I'm totally wrong, I'm totally wrong, someone Whatever. can call me out, but the way I've understood it is if there's all these members part of this club, they're paying a subscription to... The club itself, right, and then the club board is buying land, right? So they go buy land, and then they regulate who is allowed to go hunt every year and how many, which is it falls within state laws, but it's going to make a lot of problems. It's like so, technically, the board becomes an outfitter, but only for the members of the board. Yeah, essentially, and that's happening all over the world. We talk about these guys that uh they've been on the podcast that do these hunting clubs in like I've had genuine cli- like clients that hunt like let's say Alabama or something and again if I said the wrong state and there's not it's not a legal thing I apologize I'm just saying somewhere down south they were hunting a hunting club and there is anywhere from 50 to 75 people that pay ma- ma- yearly fees it's like a subscription yeah to go hunt a certain weekend a year and there's like you can't shoot anything smaller than a six sure six point eight point whatever they call them um or else you'll get removed from yeah and that's making its way to Montana whether people want to agree with it or not but it's an I wouldn't say
1: like do you do you think it's like actual Montana like
2: born and raised residents do I think that? it's both the first time I ever saw this was actually someone Ramsey knows where um they've had an amazing lease and essentially the one guy would front the money for the whole lease, and then the 10 people would split it up whoever drew tags, and they were friends, family, whatever like that. And then the one guy was in charge of like, you know, I'm going to be real upset if you shoot a raghorn or something like that. It had to be mature bulls and stuff like that. That's the first time I ever heard about it, and that was
0: probably five, six
2: years ago. ago. And and I hear more. Being in an outfitter, being a guide and being around – this kind of stuff. I see it more and more every year because neighboring places are taking that on. I, I really don't think to, and again, maybe I'm biased, but to the community of Montana, the biggest threat is no longer. And there was a time where there was really awful guides that did really awful stuff, right? Like taking money where they shouldn't have taken money, um, taking animals like, and, and, or like, Shoving it in people's faces and stuff. You know, like there was some bad attitudes. But the biggest threat to hunting in Montana right now is not outfitting. It is it is hunting clubs and and really, I mean, the progressive there I, I don't know how to say this like pretty much I don't know how to say this without being like kind of political, but again, I think that. And a lot of realms of fishing game does a lot of great things for Montana. I think that there's a lot of good, but I think that every year it does feel as if we are losing less and less rights as Montana natives.
1: For sure. And I mean, honestly, like for you guys, I mean, I obviously, I know you guys' answers, but like, can you imagine being somebody like in that where you're like, you go out and like in this hunting club and you pay, let's just say a thousand dollars for the year. Right. I think a lot of people are out for it. I know, and you like you go. Oh, you get September twelfth only. You get one day. If you want to spend another thousand, we can give you the thirteenth. But like, I mean, that pressure that you have on you. I mean, everybody's got stuff going on. Everybody's got families that they're dealing with. Like you know, it's like stuff like that. It's like I get planning hunting trips. Of course, like we do it. Like typically, though. How it works out for us is we know that we're going to end up going at least 70% of the, the, at least the weekends in hunting season. Yeah, And so we will make that plan the week of, of where we're going and what we're doing. I mean, obviously the region area is, is always, always generalized, but as far as like our plan, but even if, we, let's just say Ramsey and I decided to go hunt a completely different region that neither of us had been to, we'd obviously plan for it a little bit, but I guarantee it wouldn't be for two weeks before we'd maybe sit down and figure it out. Can you imagine being somebody who's like, I can only hunt this magnificent place for two days. Like I have to just, everything's got to be planned out for like eight months, you know,
2: like that would just drive me crazy. Well, I've done that with fishing before. Not that I paid for it, but uh, you know, you get two days to do it. You know I mean? Like there's definitely things that it's like, you know what, if I get two days opportunity for it, I'll still do it. I will say, I know people in Montana that have actually had this conversation with me that they're so frustrated with their um, uh, ability to get access and and maybe they haven't shot an elk in five or six years or something like that, Mm -hmm. that they would genuinely, if they had the money, probably sign up for the same stuff. But for me, that takes away from my morals because if I'm going to tell you, Ramsey that I go out and I put a lot of effort into hunting to kill an elk because I don't want to go potentially go buy a beef or something like that. Um, Spending that kind of money personally in Montana doesn't make sense for my morals as well as I I just doesn't, the experience isn't the same for me. And I want to, I want to clarify something too with what I just said that.
1: Obviously if I were to like get the opportunity to have like an Alaska tag or something like that, obviously I would spend time, you know, mapping out and figuring my hunt out months in advance. Right. But to me, what I was saying earlier, that's different because in that case, more than likely that property that you can be hunting is within a hundred mile radius of you, or if let's just say 400 mile radius, it's a three and a half hour, four hour drive. Right. That's different for me than you going like, Hey, I got a caribou hunt in Alaska that I'm going to, you know, I got a plan for this. Yeah, that's way different to me than like I'm gonna go shoot something that I can shoot on a public land spot that I've hunted for ten years before this, but I can only hunt these two days. That's what doesn't make sense. No, to me. and
2: I think it's tough. But and who knows, maybe maybe we're being a little drastic and maybe their stuff is like you actually get a hunt a week or something. I don't I don't know but what yeah, it is. But, I mean it could be, but, but still I think at the end of the day that takes away from what I I don't know. I would
1: say that I think the reason that that we have a hard time at this and I would even I would even think Matt would definitely agree with this too is because like us hunting in Montana, I don't think any of us would ever want to pay to do that.
2: But at the same time, we've been talking a lot about, and Matt's been bringing up a lot because he's been wanting to do some stuff for a long time, caribou hunt. Um, He's doing a spring goose hunt this year. I guess I I should clarify, pay for a hunt in Montana. There is a lot of time. I know, but like, think about this from, you're thinking about as a Montana native. Think about like that North Dakota resident. Do you think they have the same thing? We're like, oh, I don't want to pay money, but they'll happily go. Like, I will happily go pay a fishing guide to go catch tarpon in Florida. Yeah. Oh yeah, and okay. I will happily. No, no, no. I'm the,
1: I'm there. I'm saying
2: just like outside of Montana. So it's like I know, but like look at like how can we be? It's almost um, hypocritical to be like I would go any other state and hire a guide, but like, you know, I wouldn't say that. I would say, or that. I would pay the 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 deer lease or whatever I was just talking about, uh, the hunting camp, but in Montana I just couldn't do it. And I get what you're saying, yes, cause it is our home. It is that we have the rights of a resident. I would just like that. say
1: the reason I say that is because I feel like it's a waste of money in your in in my own state because like the outcome I could have, on sure, like a place that I would pay five thousand dollars for to have a lease to hunt on for like a specific two week period or something that does produce big bucks, I would feel less about myself in that instance because, The areas that I can hunt that are public, I just need to put more time in to be able to find that mature buck. And it's like it's a lack on me as a hunter. That's why I have that. But I mean, obviously, like Alaska, I'm I'm not just gonna buy a plane ticket to Alaska with my rifle and go. I'm gonna go caribou hunting. Like I have no idea
2: where to go. You know, which is a good point. Why you would hunt? Why you would hire a guide in the first place? But I think that and I think this is very political and it was very opinionated. So people listen to it are probably gonna have their own um opinions and i would hope that again at the end of the day they understand that we are the bullmont brothers are not the answer to the problems or the the success of animal populations and stuff in montana all we all we can do is say like this is what we see and this is what doesn't make sense or makes sense um i think that's a good way to wrap it up we didn't run any ad reads again. Uh, Let's just do them all right now. We'll do them all right now again. Um, I'm going to talk about... Oh, hell yeah. That was a full 360. We'll do another <laughs> full 360. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, still quite possibly one of the best things that we've <laughs> we've run into as far as for... And, and, I, and I will say, um, I am back on the meal prep. Oh, Ramsey's doing his full Zoom here. Oh, and he's zooming back out. Uh, Oh, hell yes. Seasoning made with five total ingredients, all made in-house. Okay. Of course, the ingredients themselves are not made in-house, but it is packaged together in one place in the perfect conclusion, the perfect, perfect, what would you say here? Like the, everything that's in here has been, is the perfect combination. (laughs) (laughs) really <laughs> is struggling a little bit with this. Angry. It's not that I'm struggling. It's just that what I want to say is, I don't know how, what Ramsey's doing, but I have recently gotten back on, um, as I said, kind of at the season finale. We have a lot of elk potential elk archery clients this year. I think that I need to be more physically fit to give people a better experience. I'm back on meal prep. I'm back to the gym. And this is really going to be helpful to add because that's where you struggle a lot with with weight loss in my opinion is making stuff taste good and i tried some oh hey yeah, i put some oh hell yeah seasoning on chicken that i made on the blackstone and it really enhanced Though, just did like a mustard binder with this and it oh, really enhanced sure. the flavor um and is i think is going to help out a lot now there is um you know we talked about a percentage you know a serving size is seven percent of your daily sodium intake so this is something you know as a meal prepper I am watching sodium, especially, you know, have high blood pressure. So um, I think that as long as you're drinking water and watching sodium on other things, because like you got to watch soy sauce, rice, stuff like that, this is a perfect addition to whatever meal you're going to cook. And I think that even I made uh, carne asada the other day, flavor enhanced. Um, I made, uh, we did a little TikTok uh, about a week ago. I made um, Tenderloin steaks and they turned out great. So, yeah, go check out Oh Hell Yeah Seasoning. Where you can get it right now, we don't have it on our website yet, but you can go to Bear the Voice 3 on TikTok. He's got it in his shop. Um, go check it out. That's Oh Hell Yeah Seasoning.
1: And Ramsey's going <laughs> to Throw me under the bus here for our great friends over right on track. Now, oh. oh, where are you going here? Am I supposed to fall? So you know these. What do you got there? These. I got the chicken alfredo pasta. This. This stuff here is. He's got it. He's got it. You're good. Am I good? Am I good? I mean, we've said it time and time again. We have ventured through most of these bag food, you know, dehydrated, all that outdoors cuisine, you could call it. And truly, truly, you can't get a better meal from any other brand than Right on Trek. I'm not, and it's not even me just because we're affiliates here. I'm being dead serious that the taste of this food tastes like you just pulled it out. Of a kitchen, or you ordered, or your own kitchen, or you ordered it from a restaurant. This stuff is, I mean, with these one, the the one package meals now that they're doing, which is phenomenal. I mean, 510 calories right here in this in this chicken alfredo pasta. That's a solid calorie intake for one person. Absolutely. The two people meals, which uh, they used to only have, were, I mean, basically double that, and it was a little difficult for a guy to eat the whole thing. And them coming out with these, you know, kind of individual, um, packaged meals for yourself is a phenomenal uh, benefit. The, uh, I mean, the packaging is biodegradable. Everything. What is the weight?
2: Does the package have a weight on it? Or are we gonna have to weigh it ourselves? It says tray
0: 2.0. 3.5 ounces. Where do you read that at? It's right on the
2: front here. Ours is four four ounces. Four ounces. Which is a really competitive... I mean, I mean ounces
1: are the game when you're doing some deep backpack hunts, yeah. for sure. Well, um, and
2: I will say, a uh, little disappointed in my guys for not trying some of these new flavors oh last weekend. Man. What do we have behind me? We got <coughs> beef stroganoff and chicken coconut curry. Somewhere there was a pad thai, I think. Pad got thai the
0: something. cauliflower forest chicken risotto over here. Oh,
2: nice. I think that's what Sean has as well. Oh, no, he's got chicken alfredo. So a lot of stuff we haven't tried. Phenomenal, phenomenal food here,
1: though. I mean, you guys seriously got to give it a try. And I do believe you can get access to these guys off our link tree. Is that correct?
0: Yeah. So you can... What's you can, the cook time on yours? Seven. I will I will also say I think the cook times are shorter than most of the other...
2: Yeah, because normally you'd see like five to 15 minutes. It's, 10 to 15
0: is yeah. pretty common.
1: I mean, well, I guess, yeah, not even five. I haven't seen one that was five. No. I don't know why I Well, I'm really that.
2: excited for you guys' video that I want you to do because I want to show... How we are capitalizing on, you know, because like I said in a previous video, they've complained to the to the hunting community, has complained that they don't want to carry around a pot or something where I think we've come up with the perfect solution. And I, we're going to show that in video. I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah. Um, which is just as easy as anything else, if not easier, to provide yourself with food, especially if there's a second person with you. Um, But that's right on track. Check them out. Like Sean said, the link tree, um, you can go in there. It's just going to send you to their website for now. Eventually, what we're hoping is we'll actually have them on our website along with the Oh Hell Yes Seasoning to where you can actually purchase through us, get shipped from us. If you're local to the area that we're in, the Billings area, um, it's something that we could just, you know, bring to your house and drop it off same day if, if it really you guys need to get out on a trip. Um, so that's that's a hope that we have down the road, Um, and then last but not least, our friends over at Tier One Fence, um, give our friend Taryn, who's been on the podcast, a call and get yourself in for (laughs) some of the best, some of the best, well placed fencing that I've ever seen. I've talked about this before. Well placed. Um, I've never in my life thought that I would get to an age where I was like, "Wow, that is a really well crafted fence. fence. That (laughs) is a nice fence." And with these guys, I say it every time. Um, They do the – is that Cedar Fence that would be the picket? The Cedar Fence, it just looks really uniform, really attractive. Um, And I think that uh, these guys are very trustworthy and give you guys the best deal that they can give you. So um, give them a call. You can check out their contact information on their Facebook page, Tier 1 Fence. Um, And so, yeah, that's all of our our ad reads for now. We're trying to nail down that fourth one. um, But it's been kind of a – they've been busy. Mm-hmm. They're they're you guys know who they are, but we just want to kind of take it to the new new level with them. We just we'll get to that fourth ad read here soon. Um, I think for today we're pretty much pretty much have nothing else to say. I think that was a fun conversation. I think when the three of us get in studio, we're able to have some more deeper talks um, because there's nothing else going on. There's no interview. There's no trying to keep up with what's going on in our life. So it was fun to talk about something that I don't think we've really. Dove in deep that before, have we? About our feelings on shoulder hunts? No. We've talked about the fact that we've done them. Um, it's our
1: first hunting podcast of 2024,
2: too. Yeah, <laughs> to actually talk about hunting. That is true. Um, so let us know what you guys think. Comment. Uh, we just did a kind of a fun little uh, shirt giveaway on Facebook the other day, which is kind of fun. I don't know if Sean thought that I was uh, be, if I was bullying him this whole week, but uh, I was just trying to have some fun with, with, with just kind of the fun. I think that it was a podcast where we kind of talked about things we don't usually normally talk about, and so it was fun to just kind of badger Sean a little bit about not ever seeing secondhand lions. <laughs> we did get a lot of feedback. Actually, we did find out, though, that I have. Oh, really? Yeah. How did you find that out?
1: Because he started explaining the movie to me more, and I was like, oh, it's the Where they like, grow when the they're corn? in the bar and they beat the shit out of yep. those greasers. And then they put meat on their face? Yes. I've, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But uh, anyway, too, revolving the giveaways. Yeah. Um,
0: Clarification, he's seen it on TikTok and clips. No, not TikTok. Well, he's seen it. I watched anyway, part of
1: the movie anyway. We should watch it all full. It's great. Movie. There may be another merchandise giveaway on a specific social media page. So be tuned for that.
2: Really? That's exciting. I think that we decided that we want to give back more. Yep. And this is a good way to get people engaged. It's fun when we can have a podcast and then you guys can go comment your thoughts. Um, So we'll, we'll keep doing those, I think. And another thing, guys, I know this isn't a huge milestone, but I think it's the start of many milestones, the start of the getting things going. We're at like 96 YouTube subscribers. So that 100 right around the corner. Probably not going to do a giveaway for 100, <laughs> but it's cool to see that we're actually growing the YouTube channel. Finally. Absolutely. So thank you guys for checking those videos out. Ramsey puts a lot of hard work into getting those uh, looking good. So uh, keep watching. You know, As much as we want everyone to watch the uh, or listen to the audio versions while they're working or in the kitchen or whatever they're doing, the YouTube ones are fun, too, because you can see what's going on here. I mean, like right now, Ramsey's looking at me with a blank stare with his Fu Manchu mustache, ready to leave, it looks like. So's Hazel. Hazel's been really grumpy. She's looking at us now. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for this week. Next week, we finally do have an interview that we've been trying to set up. Uh, it's going to be a Zoom interview, our first of the year. Yeah. First for season three um that's going to be next week that'll be episode five um my ice fishing trip last week got canceled rescheduled for this upcoming weekend so be ready to hear about that uh my first trip of the year super excited and then the next weekend after that i'm doing a tournament so uh ice fishing is in full swing and hopefully the boys can get out and get some stuff going ramsey are you still doing a a coyote hunt this weekend possibly or maybe are you going to potentially do that or go ice fishing or just potentially do. I don't know. Ramsey's been real dippy on, on ice fishing. I don't really know what that's about, but that's fine. I'll be the ice fisherman this year. Yeah. So So uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, again, that was a fun, informative, well, not really informative, but opinion-based discussion that we had that was kind of cool. Controversial. And, and, and just like I said, comment and let us know what you guys think on the post. Um, Ramsey keeps, he's ready to go. He is really ready to go, which isn't, I mean, we do two-hour podcasts. What are you crying about right now? This has been a nine-minute conclusion. Conclusion. You know how I am. I keep thinking of things to talk about, but I guess with that being said, guys, we'll be back next week with this interview. Enjoy this episode and comment on social media let us know what you think. As always, catch you on the next one.
0: See ya. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bull Mountain Brothers. Hey,
2: if you're
1: looking for more Bull Mountain Brothers, be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at bull underscore mountain underscore brothers and facebook and youtube at bull mountain brothers
0: also don't forget to check out our bnb store at bullmountainbrothers.com where you can find some super sweet deals on some seasonal merchandise and outdoor gear